welcome to Sensitive Sundays, a show where we normalize vulnerability and pretend like tomorrow is not Monday. My name is Alyssa. My name is Carly. And today we're going to be talking about who we are and why we're doing this podcast mm -hmm. and about feeling feelings. Mm -hmm. So kind of diving into more about who we are to kind of preface a little bit more, I guess, Alyssa and I have been best friends since seventh grade. So we can dive into more of that after we introduce ourselves and mm -hmm. I'll tell you a little bit of a story, I guess, about yeah. our friendship. Which I think is kind of a unique thing to have such a long friendship. So I think some people will find that interesting. But mm -hmm. yeah, so how about you tell uh, the audience who you are, Carly? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Carly. I am 26 years old. A little bit about me. I am an avid TV lover. I tend to get really emotional about TV and I think that that really keeps me glued in. I spend a lot of time thinking about food. <laughs> and as a career, I'm a therapist. So I am just naturally more sensitive to things. Totally. And, and I think it lends to my sensitivity in like everyday life too. And feeling feelings and, and just thinking about life existentially, recognizing how I'm feeling and seeing how other people are feeling and kind of noticing the dynamics. Uh, it's cool to have that lens. But I think also even before then, like I've been sensitive to feelings and emotions my whole life. Yeah, I can advocate for that since yeah. I've known you for a good portion of your life. Um, yeah, uh, like she said, we've been friends for probably 14 years now. And um, I definitely could say that we've we've grown a lot from when we first became friends to where we are now in terms of our like emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and um, just basic understanding of other people's feelings versus our own because obviously we met in middle school in middle school like really you only think about yourself for the most part here and there I don't know I think you and I have always been pretty empathetic people so maybe that's a little different but yeah to introduce myself I'm Alyssa spelled with an e <laughs> and um, yeah I'm not a therapist but I would consider myself a sensitive emotional person I just, like I mentioned, I consider myself an empathetic person. I do feel like I have the superpower of being able to pick up on other people's feelings a lot more than maybe the average person. But anyway, I've always considered it a strength of mine, being able to pick up people's feelings because I've been able to resolve a lot of issues a lot quicker because I tried to address it. But um, I think Alyssa also is, yeah. is just like a really good for these things like I think I've always trusted her opinion mm. and her observations Aww. about about the people in my life what she sees I think she sees a lot of things that I don't and maybe that others don't just from her own perspective and her point of view mm -hmm. I trust her not just because she's my best friend but also because she is really sensitive and able to pick up on you know some of the smaller details about people and what they're feeling and kind yeah. of how and I think it goes both ways like I think both of us are able to see sometimes what other people don't oh yeah yeah I mean you've done it to me many a times I've like sometimes I'm not feeling great a problem I have is I'm very bad about talking about it I tend to curl up and go into my hole and shut people out which is mm -hmm. as we know a pretty unhealthy way of uh not not always, but for the most part, it's not great. So, um, and you're very good uh, being able to communicate with me and kind of encourage me to speak more of my feelings. So it's just, it's nice that we can have such a close relationship and 
feel comfortable talking and, and being open with each other. Yeah. So, but yeah, in general, we're both very sensitive people mm -hmm. and we celebrate people's sensitivity. We don't like to discourage people from sharing their feelings and addressing because I've noticed the people with lack of emotional intelligence tend to be the people who close off and pretend like what they're feeling isn't happening. And although numbing out is super normal and not something to feel bad about, it's also very harmful to yourself and people around you most of the time. So yeah, we just wanted to start a podcast where we could <laughs> talk about this stuff yeah. and, and relate to people, especially in our age. We're, we're in our mid-20s. Um, like Carly said, we're both 26. Our birthday is literally like less than a month apart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I know I personally have felt like I wish I knew what other mid-20s early 20s, you know, all those people, what they were feeling going through this stage of their life. And that's what really kind of sprung the idea of doing a podcast for me, at least. What, what about you? Yeah, I think I feel the same way. And I love listening to podcasts where I can relate to the people mm -hmm. who are talking. Um, so I think part of it is because the listener are so sensitive and like want to have a space where we can talk about the things going on in our lives, um, create a, a space where we can normalize, you know, the things that we're going through for other people our age and, you know, for other people who can relate and at the same time also kind of make it a, a fun space where we can relax. Like I know I get Sunday scaries um, oh my when Sundays roll around. Yes. So having a space where we, you know, can, can share this on a Sunday, have somebody you know, relax and be able to have fun and also think about some of the things that they've been going through and hopefully relate in some ways to us too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think kind of what's special about us and the way that we're doing this is that like, you know, while it's super exciting that hopefully people are going to listen and relate, I think part of it is that we're doing this, you know, really for us and for our friendship and just totally. to be able to check in, you know, I know that it's easy for Alyssa to go into her little like hidey hole when she's especially when she's feeling emotional. And so like, not only is this... Would you say you do that too or no? I don't think, because I don't think I do no. necessarily. I mean, I definitely keep it to myself, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I ever stop talking to people okay. when I'm really... I think when I'm sick, I do. But mm, I think yeah. when I'm when I'm like upset for the most part, I think I try to be around people more. Like I think I'd come to you yeah. if I was really upset and, and needing something. So. I know personally, like if I'm upset, I don't always know why I'm upset. And that almost makes it more frustrating because I know people like you or my partner want to help me, but I have no way of communicating what is true, like wrong. It sometimes takes me hours or days before I truly know what what was the problem, whether it was a one singular thing or a buildup of things like, and that's a very frustrating feeling to go through. But I also... Um, think it's something that a lot of people go through and that's part of why so many people like myself numb because they don't know what the problem is and they just shove it down instead because they're like well this is frustrating and I can't help the people around me who want to mm. help me because I can't communicate it so and communication alone is super important especially when dealing with your sensitivities and your emotions because if you can't communicate it effectively to other people and to yourself then that definitely is a big blocker to addressing anything, whether you mm. communicate it through 
writing, um, like journaling or music or literally just speaking to someone. Because some people have, like myself, I have comprehension issues. And sometimes writing and reading, especially reading, it doesn't really effectively reach me. That's why self-help books don't always work for me because I already have a hard time with reading comprehension. That's not always the best outlet for me. But for other people, it's fantastic. Like my partner, he reads tons of self-help books and it's really great for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that. So I'm trying to do better in terms of my communication because I do think talking to people and getting the validation of their words and their understanding is what affects me the most positively. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that, being able to voice it. And I guess it makes sense when you don't have the words to voice how you're feeling that you just will go into exploratory phases, I guess, before sharing with people. And I think I do that too. I just don't like not talk to people, I guess, while I'm doing it. I mostly process while I'm in the car, to be fair. Like, really? That's, in that's the car? Really, like where I think about everything. I've come to so many revelations in the car. But either way, I think you're right in that like talking to people and hearing your feelings validated is the best way. Yeah, for for sure. Because I I mean, a lot of people, I think, do care about other people's opinions. I mean, we're driven in that kind of society, especially with like social media. So I do think it's just super common for people to want other people's opinions and Mm -hmm. to get that validation. I do think it's kind of a slippery slope in terms of needing that validation from other people, because I've definitely been there where like, if I don't hear another person tell me that it's good or bad or blah, 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 I like depend on other people's opinions. And that's definitely not good. You want to have the confidence in yourself to know that what you what you're feeling and what you're doing is the right thing or whatever. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And talking to the right people too. like, oh, yeah, you want to make sure that you're talking to somebody who can understand, I think. And sometimes it's really disappointing when people aren't able to hear your feelings and understand them Mm -hmm. and be able to validate them. You have to look out for those emotional vampires because they're out there. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably have an episode all about them, I think. So mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. No, I totally agree. So I guess bringing it back around to kind of more about like how how us two sensitive people, I guess, came came to this point in mm-hmm. our lives. Like, so we'll give you like a mini story recap, I guess, essentially of the fourteen years that yeah that we've spent together and our how both of us being sensitive kind of impacts that mm-hmm. friendship. I think in a way too. But at the end of the day, it's also our biggest strength yeah I think in being together I'm actually kind of curious to hear both of our takes on it because obviously we experienced it in different ways like how our friendship began and how we've gotten to where we are now and that's part of why I really wanted to make this podcast was not only was it a way for us to kind of like become closer as best friends but we can also archive our experience, you know, of how we're feeling right now and things in the past. Like, I just think having a podcast is such a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited that we're finally doing it. But yeah, yeah. I'm laughing a little bit because I think it, the sentence is so funny. Like having a podcast is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I never thought that we would be saying. No, I know. Right. But at the same time, I think it's like a really cute idea. And, you know, I'm, I hope that other people can relate to having a friendship with somebody and being able to do something like this yeah with them and I, so I hope that like while it's for the two of us and I'm excited to like go through everything with you I also think it's awesome that 
you know, other people get to hear our friendship and hopefully it makes them yeah. happier. At least like, you know, we could inspire some people in a way. Oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, I think like having a connection and a long-term friendship like we have is a beautiful thing. And a lot of people um, don't have that. And I, you know, I feel for them because everyone should have something like this in their life. And some people may not have this kind of like personality where they need to have or want to have people close like this. But at the end of the day, people need people like that's, that's just fact. Mm -hmm. And um, as much of a strong willed individual that you are, you still like human people need human connection. And Mm -hmm. it's I just I'm grateful that I was lucky enough to have met you in sixth grade. I never would have imagined that our friendship would have blossomed to where it's at. And I still think it's going to grow till the end of our days. Mm-hmm. I, I at least have every intention of, of growing old with you and being in rocking chairs and screaming at each other because we can't hear each <laughs> other. Especially you. You need to wear uh, earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on our case when we go to concerts or you go to concerts more than I do. But got to wear earplugs to save your ear. <laughs> I hate earplugs, dude. But I know. But I, I agree 100%. I'm so grateful yeah. to have, you know, have, have had this friendship and to have met you uh, at a weird time in our lives. But a time where, like, I think I, I've needed you through all of this. And I Same. I've needed... Um, somebody who's as consistent as you I think it's really special to have such a consistent supportive friendship and we've had our ups and downs oh heck yeah (laughs) Um, but I think at the end of the day I'm I'm as adamant about maintaining this and making sure that it's something that hopefully stays for as long as we both live maybe even longer I guess if our like futures merge more for whatever reason like I don't know like buying a house together or whatever yeah like weird, yeah weird things like oh we've that, talked you know? about it mm-hmm. you know we've definitely talked about doing all of that so well i um we can start our story oh. and kind of share not to say that this will bore the listeners but i'll try to do a somewhat <laughs> quicker version but we met in sixth grade how old are we in sixth grade oh that's a great question i see math is not my thing i would say 11 that's that's 12 11 no, we were probably 11 or 10. Because I was 10 in fifth grade. Yeah. So I would say I just turned 11. We were just, okay. Yeah. So we were very young, 11 years old. I mean, that's that's also like our most um, vulnerable time, you know? The transition from heading towards elementary to middle school. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And like you were traveling all the way down the hill. I don't know if we want to expose where yeah, we're from. I, but... So, so Alyssa and I went to a school that was far away from my hometown, like not far, but the school is at the bottom of a hill where uh, like a freeway hill. So a grade, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A grade. Yeah. So you, we'd have to drive up and down the grade every day. So it wasn't like local to me and where I grew up, but it was to Alyssa. Yeah. Bullet point of sixth grade is yeah. that essentially like Alyssa and I weren't super close. We weren't. We were fighting over the same guy, which was funny. <laughs> you know, I, I think like the girls you were hanging out with versus the people I was hanging out with, we didn't totally mesh. And so it's okay. Like we we met each other and we had our own groups. Like I was friends with people. And I, I most, <laughs> I'm trying to like know when to Not expose. everybody's yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. So I won't. Um, I was very close friends with a girl. And um, I was also mostly friends with dudes. Like I was friends with um, the twins. And gosh, who else? Anyway. 
people. Yeah. We had, um, we had a small class. It was like a class of like 20, yeah. 20 kids anyway. So even though we like weren't friends at the time, we mm-hmm. weren't close. Like everybody, you know, got along. They were just two different groups. Like, oh, I, yeah. I hung out with like a group of more like, I guess, like punky um, yeah. friends. You know, they just like had a different attitude. I think, yeah. Than, than some it was of like boys. three or four girls, right? Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. So that sixth grade was kind of rough-ish, I suppose. But seventh grade was, was it in the summer though? Mm Because the summer between sixth and seventh grade, I invited you to my cabin. So I don't know how the hell that happened. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because I remember it was really early in the friendship and my mom was telling me that she was surprised that your mom let you come because we barely knew each other. That's so interesting. Yeah. I Anyway, so. I really don't remember that. I remember the day that we started becoming close friends. I think we were working on like a mural or something at the new school. Our school had like migrated from one school to another. And I think yeah. we were working on a mural or painting something. And then I invited Alyssa over to my house and we had Chipotle and she did not like Chipotle at the time. I don't even Do remember, remember this. I have terrible memory though. I just have the distinct memory of eating my Chipotle bowl and you like not being super <laughs> excited about it. Um, God, I was, I'm, I am a picky eater. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm better now being yeah. an adult, but when I was a kid, I was the worst. So, <laughs> and, um, I think the only memory I really have from that time is like us listening to music in your room. We spent like so much time in your room listening to music. Was this at my dad's yeah, house your before dad's, they split? Okay. Yeah. We would listen to like Phantom of the Opera and yeah. Evanescence and like <laughs> Yeah, you got a very quick intro to my music style in my life at that time because that was all the music I really listened to. Yeah. At that time. <laughs> And then I think, you know, all of seventh grade, you, you were still friends. We were kind of, I was like, kind you of started a, to merge in with me mm-hmm. and this close girlfriend that I had at the time. And um, it created a little bit of riff because I think you two didn't really like each other that well, or you did. And then something happened from what I understand. Ultimately, I didn't want to pick like and that seems so middle school which it literally was <laughs> but basically this close girlfriend ended up merging into her own group and kind of left the point is this i ended up being friends with you and we mm-hmm. and that's how that worked um, but then we had another girl join our group <laughs> in, in eighth grade I was think, it eighth right? grade i, I thought, thought it was so. seventh because eighth grade we were mostly detached by then are you sure no, I don't know. I don't, anyway, I don't remember either. The point is, is we had a another girlfriend join our little friendship, friendship. and uh, that's when we went through our punk phase, <laughs> our uh, not emo, but definitely punk phase. And I, I would love to post some pictures of our oh, our we should. Punk phase oh my and, gosh, um, just to show everybody exactly what our punk phase looked like. Yeah, it wasn't you know like actually us. Being we were just punk like at all, hot pink checkers trying to i mean we didn't really wear makeup or anything like, uh, if you went into hot topic and just bought everything there i think <laughs> that's really what our style was hot topic time. was the best store at that time yeah. yeah but anyway that was that was that and we had a lot of problems i think throughout that time especially with this additional girl like i felt like she was trying to break us apart which really did happen at one point because i felt betrayed by her and i remember uninviting her to my 13th birthday party which sounds so cruel but when i look back at it now i realize i was setting a boundary 
I, I just was, don't remember what happened. I remember the ending, but I don't remember what she did. She, um, it felt like she was emotionally manipulating me and us to be separated. Mm. Like she would only hang out with you and then only hang out with me and then began favoring you more. Mm. And I didn't really care about her favoring you more. I hated that she was separating us. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I couldn't hang out with you. And it hurt me too, because I felt like you were kind of favoring her over me as well. And, you know, it's just stuff that happens. All the middle school things that, like, you don't have the emotional intelligence or no, the communication yeah. skills to be like, hey, you know, I feel like I'm not being included as much as you. And like now in our mid 20s, that's something that we could do. But back then, it was just, you know, black and white, I guess, mm -hmm. a lot more. I know. I look back at that three person relationship and I actually feel really bad for that third person because I really think that she deep down was an incredibly kind person mm. and even though some of the things she said and did they still stick with me there's a few things um, mm. but I think I learned a lot from her and I wish things could have been different everything happens for a reason and played out the way it did. So I'm, I'm glad that at the end of the day, I made a statement to you. I don't know if you remember that, but I basically cut off my friendship with her. And I said, Carly, I didn't say like, it's her or me, but essentially I did. I was just like, I'm not friends with her and I miss you and I want our friendship. I don't know if you remember this, I but feel like I have a vague memory of it. Yeah. I was just like, I, I want us to work. Yeah. <laughs> like we're in a relationship. Uh, you know? We are in a relationship. Yeah, we are. It's just not romantic no. per se. But, <laughs> per se. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I remember that a little bit. Yeah. And I, I know that it, I think, re-solidified our friendship too at the I, time. I don't remember what you did or how you did it, but I do remember the feeling of when you did end up choosing me. And I just was so happy. I just, I felt like the happiest person in the world that we made it. That yeah. Even though we went through that, as silly as it sounds, it's such middle school, but mm -hmm. it, it really felt like life ending because you were my best friend that I felt like I could say anything to and I wanted to hang out with all the time. And yeah. so it really is life altering. Like I think that for me, our biggest falling out in middle school, I don't think we had any falling outs really in high school. No. Or, or afterwards, just distance. Mm -hmm. But in middle school, I think there was a time when I like didn't get the communication that I wanted. I think it like a it was in eighth grade. In eighth grade. Yeah. And I think that for me was like the our biggest falling out. I think that we've ever had. Yeah. Which is like, oh man, it's good that our biggest falling out ever was, was in when the we were twelve. Grade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what I remember you ended up going back to the group that you hung out with in sixth grade. And I actually ended up hanging out with two girls. Well, one person, she was new to the school, actually, mm -hmm. she came in later. And um, one of the girls, she actually used to be a part of your group. But mm -hmm. the two anyway, this is going to be really confusing for people yeah. without adding names, <laughs> but I'm trying to like be respectful and not use people's names. Yeah. So I got really close with them. And, and maybe, you know, it was good for our friendship to kind of like take a short break I suppose because we got to I don't know learn more about ourselves give ourselves just outside perspective I don't know but yeah. it really sucked and I I know that was a really rough time I don't even remember why we fought or what the problem I, was I do you that. oh god because well, I think I initiated it okay right? like I think it was about it's always about the boys and that it probably um, was yeah I think it was like 
one of the, the the situation with one of the people that you were dating at the time you mm-hmm. were like going to break up with them mm-hmm. and I think you had communicated with me that you were like gonna do it and we would like talk about it and then I think I just never heard about what happened mm-hmm. and I think for me I felt like I felt betrayed or not not cared about because I was because I didn't communicate I it yeah told anything mm-hmm. um and I think we just our romantic lives are always so intertwined yeah yeah that that I think that really disappointed me I guess Mm. in a way and made me feel like I didn't I mean I guess as a middle school it's still black and white you're like yeah well I guess I'm not friends with them anymore yeah and so I think after you like called me once and I was like I can't Mm. I can't do that so then I think we just said I don't remember how it happened but like it was a real quick separation yeah I wish I remembered I this is something about myself and this is something I'm working through therapy which big advocate for therapy here (laughs) is that I've blocked out a lot of stuff from my childhood in particular but um, just anything traumatic in general, I noticed that my memory isn't necessarily shitty because I'm not paying attention. It's because I think I'm for for sake of survival, I block out the bad things that happened, which actually, now that I think about it really isn't for survival, because you learn from your mistakes. And I tend to forget things that I've done or that has happened to me. Not always, because obviously, I remember some traumatic things but something like that like I don't even remember why we completely broke up during eighth grade but um so it's nice to hear that you remember and that we have a reminder granted I'm sure over time like time warps things and maybe we forget things but um yeah I feel bad that I can't like remember these things and learn from it but not to say that I haven't but yeah I mean it's good to know too because you know I guess we can work together mm-hmm. on that as well and we both have that different perspective of the same thing so yeah we can talk through it I I block out things too I mean like speaking therapeutically like you like trauma only comes up when you're ready to process it I think in mm. some ways you know or when you need to yeah and otherwise it'll just like hang out until an association pops up right you remember it and it's not super pertinent, these like memories at this point, too. So I think it's totally fine that you don't remember right. it as much. I'm just glad that like we we essentially resolved our argument on our eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. Classic yeah. Because we chose to room together. I think we had picked that before our fighting began. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that that happened. Yeah. And you had to watch me throw up next to you on the bus. <laughs> That's something that I blocked out. Yes. Um, for you listeners, Carly does not handle uh, puking very well. <laughs> and she somehow became best friends with someone who pukes a lot. Not intentionally, but um, migraines and, motion, and sickness. motion sickness are kind of a problem for me. So she's had to deal with that for the past 14 <laughs> and you know what she stuck by me guys so um just keep that in mind you have to go through the hard stuff but anyway I think it was nice that we were able to resolve everything then especially because we were about to go to high school and we were going to separate high schools so that was the perfect time for us to kind of resolve it before we were separated but come high school time I would say we both made a big effort but you especially made a huge effort because because you traveled down to my hometown, down this grade, mm-hmm. um, frequently, not only to hang out at my place,
place, which you had the garage code. So you'd show up <laughs> and sometimes I'd come home and you're just like, hi, I'm here. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> but also we had our first job together, which yeah. was kind of <laughs> funny and not everybody gets to do that. We worked at Soup Plantation or um, in other states, it's called Sweet Tomatoes, mm -hmm. which is now bankrupt. Um, but, um, you know, I think, oh, we didn't even talk about the band and stuff. Oh but my God. How did we not talk about the fact I that know. we were in a, band we were in a cover like band? Years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know how we didn't talk about that. And, but that, so that's just one part of our friendship. We were in friends in middle school. We were in a cover band from the end of middle school through early middle of high school. Yeah. Um, we got separated at some point, I think not literally separated, but I went to school in my hometown. And Alyssa mm -hmm. went to school in her hometown. Further, like the opposite direction of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so after that, our friendship was based on us hanging out outside of school, mm -hmm. essentially. But it was really nice because I just essentially lived at her parents' house yes. most of the yes. time anyway. Which is very convenient for me because I'm a homebody already. And so it was nice that I didn't have to go anywhere, especially mm -hmm. because I mean, both of us were so I don't even know how you did this. But we both did a lot of extracurricular things. Mm -hmm. Like I was in marching band, I did volleyball, I was in choir, I did soccer, like, I was doing a shit ton of music, piano lessons, blah, blah, blah. And you were in choir, you were in theater, you were in, um, you were doing a bunch of stuff. I can't remember off the top That's of my head. Fine. That's but fine. the I point is, is like, we were both very busy people and we still made an effort to hang out and yeah. do things. And I just think anytime friends split schools, like that's usually what kills the mm -hmm. friendship because school keeps the connection going. You're you're in the same vicinity of each other. So I just think that was really nice. I think in terms of our emotions and sensitivity, bringing mm -hmm. it back, mm -hmm. we both struggled in terms of communication. Again, relationships were a big deal. Boys were <laughs> a thing, that's for sure. What is um, that? common theme know. in our friendship demise imagine i wonder how our relationship would have evolved if we didn't make these relationships these romantic relationships in our lives such a forefront yeah i do think like it's just a, who we are we both have a lot of love to give so it's it's just bound to happen but yeah. i think we had a problem with passive aggressiveness in terms of our communication a lot of miscommunication in general just mm -hmm. un not understanding one another and that was really hard and i i wished that wasn't a thing but I think we both needed time to kind of learn how to communicate not only again with other people but ourselves yeah. so I definitely was learning that because like I said I always relied on other people's outside opinions and words to affect me like I don't think my sister realizes how much of a impact her words have on me like I literally to this day even now I had my nails painted earlier this week mm -hmm. pink and black Oh, and I thought it was really cool. I had pink on these fingers and black on these with white French tips. Anyway, I thought it was really cool. I FaceTimed her and she was like, that's weird. And what do I do? I I I took off the nail polish because she has such an effect on me. Yeah, Alyssa has all pink nails right now. Yep, I repainted them to all pink because oh. we had an event. But the point is, is like, so I'm still working on it. I'm still growing, but at least I'm aware. And before I probably wasn't as aware. Anyway coming back to us. Uh, we saw each other a lot, worked at the same job, was in a band for a while. Yeah, but 
maybe we should move on to the college portion yeah, yeah. of our friendship. I think, I think that's pretty much the summary of middle through high school. And then for college, I went straight to university. I was I went to college in Northern California at UC Santa Cruz. Shout out banana slugs. <laughs> so I went there for three years and Alyssa went started going to U of O immediately after yeah well I went to community college first Mm -hmm. so I did that for three years because I didn't know what I wanted to do I I thought I wanted to do music so that was my original degree um, or original path Um, but then I realized I wanted to do communications work yeah I started to go to U of Bo because I found their communication public relations program and then so we were separated even further because first you went to Northern California while I stayed in hometown and then I moved to Oregon mm-hmm. and you went to your master's program, mm-hmm. which was still in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're, you know, you're right. That's, that's how things happened. And so we would mainly see each other, I think, on breaks. Like every, every Christmas, Thanksgiving time is when I would get a lot of time with you. We and- both visited each other. I visited you um, when you were doing your undergrad mm-hmm. and you visited me in, in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So we at least did it once. once. Once in the entire two or three years that we were both in our programs. Yeah, it was a lot of, I think, FaceTiming and like calling, if anything. But Alyssa and I were in partnerships at the time, too. Very dedicated partnerships, mm -hmm. I think. So I I would say that was the time of our life where we were the most distant. Mm -hmm. Granted, I also think we were, we are to this day, that kind of friendship where we can be separated for a long time, mm-hmm. yet we can come back together and act like we've seen each other every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was hard on our relationship, though, too, because I felt very disconnected from you. But at the same time, I still knew, like, at any time I talk to people, I'm like, I have a best friend. Even if we hadn't talked for months, mm-hmm. my best friend is Carly. Like, that, that was never a question. I remember being a little jealous of you because I saw that you were making a lot of friends, a lot of new girlfriends. And I'm like, oh, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Carly's my girlfriend, uh-huh. you know, because you and I have always connected more with dudes typically. But um, yeah, we're not like the other girls. We're not like the other <laughs> girls. We don't, you know. I, I think that's such that's such a different thing for us now these days, too. Like, I think that it just took us a little bit longer to connect with yeah. with other women uh, in I the same way. I still think I have an issue. Not that I don't want to connect with other women. women. In fact, I really do. I really want to have my tribe. But I still feel like I feel self-conscious around other women. And I just tend to be more relaxed around dudes. And mm. I hate that that's the way it is. And I'm not saying that it'll always be that way but I also have a problem with drama and and um, passive aggressiveness and I honestly with my experience that has primarily been the issue when I'm friends with women is there's a lot of unnecessary drama and passive aggressiveness and I just can't I'm at a point in my life where I'm just like I don't want to deal with that so Mm. I want to work with people to to move past it but when it's like a consistent thing I can't I can't deal with it (laughs) yeah that makes sense that's um something I hope to you know eventually get my tribe so yeah yeah yeah, I agree I I feel pretty lucky that I met some people who kind of changed that for me a little bit like in grad school but I've always wanted to include Alyssa in whatever I've been doing with making friends and with you know adding other other people who are not just men to yeah our friendships but 
I guess bringing that back to, you know, us getting distance from each other or having distance, you know, I think in the same way Alyssa is saying, she always knew that she had a best friend. I always knew that too. And I think having that consistency and support, super helpful in being able to go and focus on our stuff and then know that when we were coming home, we had people there for us. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to speed run the last bit <laughs> so we can actually get into the topic, but um, especially because we're already a little I, bit I know. I, really, I think we're not going to be talking about feelings today. Alyssa. Maybe not. Maybe this is just us introducing ourselves. So um, we'll talk about feelings maybe next time. Yeah. But this, this gives you a good uh, intro of who we are mm-hmm. as uh, as your co-hosts. So <laughs> stay tuned, our sensitive listeners. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that. We're going to say that every time now. Okay. Um, but basically, since we both graduated, because you graduated with your master's before I finished my undergrad, I definitely took the longer route, which was really hard to see my peers finish so quickly, but I have always struggled with school. So that was kind of something I expected would happen. Plus financially, I was trying very hard to save as much as I possibly could. I mean, going to community college, I saved so much money by doing that because Mm -hmm. I did almost all of the necessary classes I needed to do prior to going to a university. Granted, I feel like I lost out on that college experience or whatever, you know, living in the dorms, but that doesn't mean it was the wrong thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I think I needed more time at home anyway. And Alyssa's a homebody as it is. So her moving any place outside of our hometown is like a big jump too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, going to Oregon, that was a whole nother state. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any family or friends. Well, I did have friends because coincidentally, I moved in with friends from California. That was a whole episode in (laughs) itself. But um, yeah, I so and my sister even moved to Oregon with me, which was crazy. We didn't live together, but we lived basically, she was literally around the corner from me (laughs) in the same apartment complex. So I was able to take that leap. But anyway, so you grad so I guess moving ahead, you graduated yeah. in January of uh, 20... December 2019. Yeah. yeah. So you moved home cuz I remember you moving home in April, right? It was when March you... right when the in pandemic March. happened. Yeah. yeah. Literally we got the U-Haul, packed up in Eugene and left. And that was like the day or maybe the day before when they announced the whole pandemic was happening. So I, we were lucky we were able to get a U-Haul because they started Mm -hmm. to shut all that stuff down. So, and I would have been miserable if I was stuck in Oregon because I was just going through a lot emotionally Mm -hmm. at that time with a breakup and things. So yeah. Yeah. So we were both home for a bit because I I had come home because I graduated from grad school in August of 2019. Okay, so, yeah. So around the same time. When you started working right mm-hmm, away, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I was working a job before Alyssa moved home and then she moved home. Yeah. Mid-pandemic after graduating. And so we spent a lot of time on Zoom. We did Zoom dates. We did yeah. Zoom workouts. That was really good for our relationship, I think. And physically, the workouts mm-hmm. we did, we did hour and a half, if not more, workouts daily. Mm-hmm. And that kept me from going insane during the pandemic. Yeah, I'm just glad I was the most fit I had ever been in my life. Me too. (laughs) But I was also severely underweight because I was depressed Mm -hmm. from my breakup. I lost most of my hair, not all of it, but 
I had a ponytail this size. It was crazy. Aly- Alyssa's showing like a dime size or a, or a, yeah. a nickel size. Yeah, it yeah. It was like small. Right. Anyway, and I wasn't eating very much. I wasn't like anorexic, but I just wasn't hungry. It's like the depressive not being able to eat. And, and not to say that like it wasn't a really hard time for all of us, but I know you were going through a really hard time. So I'm yeah. glad that like even though we live so close it was like a pandemic and we didn't Mm -hmm. see each other in person for a long time that we could still connect every day and get to talk about things and and I was able to open up to you about a lot stuff that I never would have before and I actually remembered were we in person or did I I think I I called you when I told you that I no or was it in person I don't know I just remember being in the car at some point okay so I remember talking on the phone I admitted to you that I had experienced a large sense of judgment from you in the past when opening up about things, but especially about the thing that I did open up about. I kept it to myself from you for much longer than I wanted to, but I was so afraid of what your reaction was going to be. And because I value your opinion and and I know how much your opinion impacts me, yeah. even if it's the slightest like look or tone of voice, like that's how sensitive I am to these things because I pick up on all of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I was incredibly fearful to tell you anything. And I didn't want that because you're my best friend and I wanted us to be able to have open communication about anything and be able to address it with no bias and just support. So um, I felt like that was a big turning point in our relationship because I that took a lot of guts for me to say that to you because not only did I want to, but I, I'm also afraid because it felt like a confrontation in some ways in a really soft tone, but like, and I hate confrontation yeah. and I don't ever want to hurt people that I love. And by pointing out something that maybe was a mistake or something that hurt me, like I know when people come to me and say that I've hurt them, I actually have this defensive tendency mm-hmm. that I am currently working on doing better about, which I actually do think I'm doing better, but because I hate hurting people's feelings. Yeah. And especially if I don't know about it and someone tells me I've hurt them, their feelings, like I instinctively am like, what, what, what? Like I just get defensive rather than apologetic. And not to say not every situation should you apologize right away mm-hmm. because sometimes people, it's a miscommunication and people don't, you know, there's, there's a fine line. And I do think apologies are really important to have. But at the end of the day, and I got off track. I'm just no, trying to say. And, and I'm glad that you gave me the ability to apologize, right? And mm-hmm. to um, repair something that had been a, a big wound for a long time, yeah. I think, in our friendship. You know, it kept us from talking about things at a time where we could have yeah. more. So I think, you know, those turning points in a friendship are su- super important because then we can have a deeper relationship with each other. Totally. Completely. So yeah, I think, like I said, that was a big turning point for us. And we were talking on a daily basis. And um, then the pandemic started to cool off. So we started talking about our future and where we were going to go. And my sister happened to be in San Diego for her master's program. And my mom was planning to move there from Arizona. So I I wanted to get out of my dad's house. My parents are divorced, by the way. So I was going to move to San Diego and move in with my mom, my sister and her uh, fiance with my partner too, who was living in Oregon. 
And um, I think Carly's always wanted, I think, to be in San Diego. I remember when we were kids and she had told me that her dad was possibly going to be switching to a job in San Diego. And I was devastated. I was like, no, don't leave me. That was like seventh grade or something. So I moved. And then I think you started looking before I moved, didn't you? Or was it after? I think it was after because Alyssa moved probably in the beginning. It was in, August in of tw- 2020. 2020 yeah. yeah, of 2020. And I moved here June of 2021. So yeah. I moved, you know, almost a year yeah. after Alyssa had moved. But I would come visit like once a month or, yeah, you know, I come visit a lot because Alyssa's like my home away from home. Mm-hmm. And I had to get out of my house yeah. at different points during the pandemic. So it was really helpful, actually, that she was here. And, right. And I could get an escape for a whole weekend and... Um, that was nice get to spend some time so she made her way out here and then I uh, migrated here a little bit after yeah I I went with you to look at places potential Mm -hmm. places and fortunately we found sweet I'm gonna say her name because we'll probably bring her up you know Amanda (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just glad that that worked out because I feel like besides our friendship from what I can see you and Amanda have a really close relationship and I think that's really nice it's Mm -hmm. nice to see the two of you together so Mm -hmm. and I don't feel any jealousy because I know it's just a different kind of friendship Mm -hmm. so absolutely I think any friendship that I have with any of the other people in my life is different and you know like I think there's so much security in our friendship because it's so long and so different. You yeah. know, like I think sometimes I feel weird saying my best friend around other people because I, yeah. I don't want them to feel like I don't value their friendships and things like that. But right. it's just that, you know, like I I just have multiple best friends and they're different kinds of best yeah. friends, but you're, you know, my longest best friend. So that's the long, short summary of our friendship. Gosh. And now we're here podcasting about it yes and we didn't even go over everything but that was (laughs) that was probably the best we can do to like shorten it up (laughs) yeah how do you shorten 14 years of friendship I don't know uh we could probably do it differently but for now (laughs) this is this is what you've got and it wasn't even that we planned necessarily to give you our entire summary of our friendship that was this long but our I realize now that our friendship summary is too long to give in like five bullet points right. at the end of the day. It's, it's better to just explain the whole thing. And whether you listen to the whole bit or not, that's um, that's okay. I know it's a lot. <laughs> Again, I think we're doing this not only to help other people like work through things that we may have gone through and what did you say, be an inspiration possibably. But also <laughs> to me, it's it's again about archiving our friendship and the things we've gone through at different milestones in our lives. So um, we're doing this for a little bit of us and a little bit for you. So mm-hmm. that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think at the same rate, like all the episodes after this are going to include pieces of our lives, but not, you know, as in depth probably as you're going to get today about, you know, our relationship yeah. and about our history. So this is just a little bit of background for you to know going into the future, I guess. Yeah. And I think we want to also bring up questions for you to ask yourself. That's where you'll benefit the most as well. If we're asking you questions that you may not usually ask yourself and questions I may not usually ask myself. So Carly will be pulling out her 
therapy <laughs> techniques a little bit not too much though whoa, <laughs> whoa hyping me up yeah i don't know i don't know she's a fantastic therapist by the way yeah she's she speaks from so much experience oh i mean me. you're my best friend i get free therapy from you all the time <laughs> um yeah, no, I think I think she's totally right. And I guess what she's leading into is we are going to have some segments on the podcast, aside from just an intro, outro situation. Um, and one of them is what we're calling Sensitive Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so each week, I guess we want you to ask yourselves and we'll ask each other, you know, what are you feeling sensitive about this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Whether it be the uh, Sunday scaries, or if something happened to you prior earlier in the week that uh, is still sticking with you, just to kind of encourage you to think more about it, not necessarily to um, build anxiety and fixate, but just allow yourself to really think about it more deeply and not so surface level to find ways you can kind of attack it in a more productive uh, way and to where you can feel maybe better about whatever might be affecting you and encourage you to maybe talk to people like your friends or people that you trust, you know, or journal or read books. You know, there's so many different outlets that I want us to explore and that we'll talk about that. I think a lot of people just don't necessarily have the resources or even know what kind of resources are out there to Mm -hmm. address your feelings. Because some people have more emotions and they need to express it more. And there's other people who walk it away. And there are resources for everybody Mm -hmm. and opportunities and I truly just want people to know that they can explore their emotions and their sensitivities and not feel ashamed about it. Because I think we do live in a culture where they there's a lot of shame around being mm-hmm. a sensitive person. And at the end of the day, to me, sensitivity just means you're more in tune with the world around you. Mm. You care deeply and you want more for yourself and the people around you. And I think that's such a beautiful thing it mm-hmm. truly is like anyway yeah no <laughs> i mean i that was that was so beautiful i feel like that could be a snapshot just in itself but i agree 100 percent with what Alyssa is saying about you know being sensitive and i think this this is our check-in it's essentially like rose thorn and bud but in our sensitive sunday type style of you know being able to check in with ourselves check in with how we're feeling before we go into you know whatever comes next on monday so when we ask that question you know feel free to reach out to us if there's something that you're sensitive about or you know you can hear kind of what we have to say as we check in week to week too so Alyssa, what are you feeling sensitive about on this sunday Um, I'm actually going to talk about something that happened last week because it's kind of stuck with me throughout the week. Um, We have a monthly dinner party at Carly's house with her housemates and and some additional people. And um, I was feeling incredibly self-conscious while I was there. Um, I don't know if it was from feelings prior to arriving. I I feel like it was, but I I personally am someone who deals with a lot of confidence issues in general, and I do trip over my words a lot, which I'm sure people will come to realize when they listen to this podcast. But I don't know, just part of the conversation, like I thought some moments I was being clever and other moments I felt like I caused the room to go silent because I, Mm -hmm. and maybe from your perspective, you didn't pick up on that. But for me, I'm so in my head sometimes that I 
felt like just uncomfortable. Like, and it's part of why I go quiet so often when I'm in group environments, because I just feel like whatever I say is going to be stupid, Mm. which is so sad because I, I have a lot of good things to say, I think, but I also fear people's judgment and, um, and it affects me more than it probably does for most people. So I'm just feeling sensitive about my lack of confidence and how I conducted myself at that party because I wish I could have just been more comfortable and in tune with the people around me rather than so in my head. So I I definitely relate to that. I think I tend to get quiet in a lot of group settings. And honestly, the thing that I was going to say that I was sensitive about was being awkward. I think I you know, I'm slowly coming to realize that like, I am so awkward in conversation, but especially with people that I don't know, or in situations Mm -hmm. where I'm not feeling super comfortable. I think I'm just like you, I go quiet, and then people have to make up for my silence. And I don't think I picked up at all on Alyssa being awkward or doing anything like that. But I can absolutely relate to being in your head and feeling like you are not doing the right things in the moment. Um, I mean, my thing was going to be kind of similar of like, I met with a fellow therapist who I saw a couple of weeks ago, she ran a workshop, and I was meeting with her for the first time to get coffee, because I was excited that she was interested in something that I was also interested in. Mm-hmm. But it was like a, it's like a first date, you know, yeah, it's like a weird yeah. situation. And she kind of normalized things for me, like I tend to kind of say process comments out loud so I'll be like be like wow I really don't know what to say right now sorry (laughs) you know just like kind of speak about the dynamic you know or be like I don't know how to end things and they'll be like okay that's totally fine like you know people kind of get it um and so it's awkward and it's quirky and I'm like always worried that not everybody's gonna like it but also the people that like me are going to be okay with that too is something that I tell myself afterwards Mm -hmm. and not to monopolize, I guess, kind of what you were talking about, but just saying that I relate to it in the same way because it's the thing that I'm sensitive about right now too. And at the end of the day, I think like we both are struggling with the same thing of just peer approval, people around you, like what people are thinking about. And at the end of the day, we just have to know that people, not everyone's going to like us. And the people who do love us for our quirkiness and our maybe our awkwardness. And it's just the way it is. And we can't control what other people are going to think and feel and say. And at the end of the day, we just need to learn to love ourselves mm-hmm. truly, Classic. which we will forever be working on Classic. personally. And I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity to have swinging it back to this podcast, have this opportunity with you to kind of go and talk through all of this and be a support for one another because mm-hmm. what you said is so true. I just, some people will appreciate how you speak out your thoughts and some people might find it weird. I personally think it's comforting to me when you say stuff like that because it's very clear of what you're thinking mm-hmm. and what you're feeling. So, and you're right, some people won't like it, but I, I'm someone who appreciates it. So, okay, oh, I'm I so hope. glad. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, I'm still working on trying to figure out, I guess, like how how to end off, you know, this part, because I don't really know necessarily, but I feel like I want to say something, you know, encouraging at the end of each time we share something that we're sensitive about as like a practice generally. So my thought is like, you know, thank you for sharing. I'm so grateful to hear 
that you're sensitive about this. Yeah, yeah. And then we we wrote out this question, you know, like what can we do to best support you mm-hmm. in this, which is I think good in theory sometimes, but you know, I think both of us have kind of talked about what our reminders are already, which is like we need to just be more accepting of ourselves. Yes. At the end of the day, and also knowing when someone is asking for advice and a, an opinion versus just listening and being there. That's something I want us to have a podcast about where we're I I've learned from my relationship with my partner right now that sometimes it's okay to just be told that sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, which at first was so taboo to me because I had always surrounded myself by people who wanted to fix everything for me and didn't really give me the opportunity to figure it out myself. Um, so anyway, I think that's that's a good topic for another time. But yes, I agree with you. We should have a closing for this kind of segment yeah. where we talk about our Sunday sensitivities. So yeah, this is in the works. Thank you for being patient. Yes. And thank you, Alyssa, for sharing, you know, what you're sensitive about. Yeah, thank you too. Because I, I know sharing sensitivities can be, it's vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. a very vulnerable thing, especially depending on how detailed and in-depth you go. And I'm just grateful that you feel safe and comfortable enough with me to share them that we can share it with our listeners too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, Do you want to do hype man practice this week? I think we can skip it this week. (laughs) Okay. Just because this is already a very long episode, but also... We're still going to figure... Okay, so just to give you guys a little sneak peek, we're thinking of having a segment where we hype each other up at the end of each episode because we've noticed in, you know, popular culture, you think you hear hype man, right? And I've only ever seen, like, jockey whatever dudes hype each other up. And in fact, my partner does it really well. And I think it's so entertaining and I love it. And I never see women do it to each other. And I just think that needs to change. I think Carly and I are both very awkward about it. And we're going to work through trying to learn how to hype each other and hype you, the listener, up to feel confident in your sensitivities and whatever you might be going through or tackling and just Mm -hmm. know like you're the shit you're going to do great and we're here for you. See, I'm trying. I'm trying. She's doing great already. (laughs) And this is even the segment, right? She's just giving an intro to it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find a way to make it so it's not completely cringe. (laughs) That's the hope. But um, I think there's, there's good potential there. So I, I, we would love to hear people's opinions when we do officially do it. You know, you can be like, Hey guys, uh, that was a little bit cringy, but, (laughs) but we'll get there. We'll get there. Or like say, or tell us it's amazing and you want to hear more of it. So anyway, another, um, another preview for next episode, I guess. Yes. Lots of previews. Yeah, it is episode number one after all. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our very first podcast of sensitive Sundays. We are so glad to have you here. We are currently building our social media accounts for this. So I'm going to not mention any handles until they're official but you can find us on instagram maybe i don't know tiktok we're so old school we'll figure it out i think um but either way you know you can listen to our podcast on spotify apple podcasts you know you're probably listening to it on a podcast form right now yes (laughs) so feel free to give us a like or subscribe or five stars or whatever it is that the review system is made of for these 
platforms and let us know, you know, what we can do better, what you're hopeful for in the future. Looking forward to having many more sensitive Sundays with you all. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> if you don't come back, we might cry. <laughs> yes we it's i think it's fun for us to make fun of our sensitivities too because it's just yeah. it's just a reality yeah gotta be careful we're sensitive out here yeah <laughs> okay everybody have a great rest of your sunday and a good week and we'll see you next week bye